Thunder Media. On this edition of Inside Motorsport, we speak to the winner of the 50th Grand Annual Classic of Warrnambool, Brock Hallett. I hope you'll stay with us. We're joined on this week's show by the winner of the 50th Grand Annual Classic at Warrnambool. And Brock Hallett, what has your week been like since taking that championship on Sunday night? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been obviously incredibly busy. Um, a lot of phone calls, a lot of um, media stuff, but um, yeah, loving it all. And um, yeah, really uh, still very well overwhelmed with everything that's gone on. It's um, definitely come to a big shock to the system. Can you sit us in the car? You're leading the race. Horton Child makes the move, gets in front of you. How many laps were you in the mindset of, I know I can do the outside pass if I have to? Yeah, I, I probably, um, once he got past me, I think there was about five or six to go, and I, I was really struggling trying to get through lap traffic, just couldn't get the cars cleared, and, and that, that's how he got underneath me. And then I sort of had a bit of a rethink, had a bit of a rethink, and then, um, yeah, obviously, probably my last two laps were my best, really. I sort of had a really good line, had a really good run, and, and his probably last two laps was his worst of the whole race, so... He had a bit of a, um, I don't know whether he hooked a rod or had a bit of a moment coming out of two. And I had a really good run and I, I was going where he wasn't into four. And he went to the bottom, so I, I was going to the top. And I honestly didn't think I was close enough to do it. But, uh, yeah, it turns out that I was close enough. It was a remarkable pass. And knowing the back markers were playing such a factor in the race, were you sort of heading down into one and just looking at where the back markers were to see if... As you said, if he goes low, you're high. If he goes high, you're going low no matter what. Were you looking at the back markers to try and get a read on where he might sit it on the track? Yeah, he had a, He was trying to pass one of the back markers and I, he would have known it was the last lap and you know, he probably thought he had it in the bag. He just had to sort of roll across the finish line. So he, he played it safe and obviously went to the bottom and I don't know whether the back marker balked him up a bit, but... Uh, I had a nice clean track up the top and, and sort of gave it everything I had and I, I wasn't sure whether it was going to pay off or I was going to end up in the fence. But uh, happy it did and, and happy to win by, I think it was a car length in the end. But, uh, yeah, just to race with him for 40-odd laps and, and race clean and, and to say we beat one of the best in the world. Your team is a, a team that has a lot of different interests, a lot of different fingers in the pie, but since you launched in August, it's just gone from strength to strength. Yeah, um, obviously we haven't been working very long together. Um, it, it has only been since August, so to pull off such a big win at an early stage is, um, you know, in pretty pretty incredible. And I'm really looking forward to see what the future with uh, GNW Racing brings. And um, yeah, I'm, like I said, just uh, overwhelmed by all the support and everyone getting behind me. It's been building quite well too, hasn't it? Because you went up to the Chariots of Thunder took a win on one of the nights there and then getting wins up there at Archer Field and, and then just building a momentum right throughout the Classic Week. Yeah, we've been quite consistent this year. That's probably something uh, in the past that I've lacked is consistency. We'd, we'd have a couple of good nights and then a few bad nights. So 
um, we sort of set our goals on trying to uh, be consistent most nights and, and um, yeah, really have sort of achieved that. We, we ended up winning the Queensland New South Wales Speed Week Series just after Christmas and um, got second a couple of times up there and then had a pretty consistent uh, King's Challenge, which is the night before the uh, Classic and, and ran fourth. So to uh, be able to do that with the team is good for them. It's good for my confidence and obviously with doing heaps of racing and, and trying to race as much as we can allows me to stay in the car and, and keep my eye in. Now, your team, GNW, uh, Graham and Wendy, are up there in Queensland. You're down in Victoria. How did you build that relationship and where did that all come about, that partnership? Um, yeah, so obviously, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff doesn't happen overnight. We've, we've sort of been in contact for several years. Um, one, of the, uh, one of their employees that works for uh, GW Racing, Nathan, sort of, I've, I've known Nathan a long time and um, he's helped me out to... Uh, you know, meet meet Graham and Wendy, and then we've just built built over the years, and uh, here we are now. So last season, uh, Graham helped me out with a bit of sponsorship and helped me uh, get my own car going and, and running. And then this year, he wanted to take over the team and 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 rebuild GW Racing, and and it turned out uh, he's he's put a very professional outfit together, and um, look forward to running running with him many years ahead. You are from Brisbane originally, so any thoughts about going back north? Uh, no, no, not at all. I'm, I'm happy down here in Portland. It's um, definitely uh, a lot of, lot of big races are down here, and it, it works well that we sort of have two home bases, so we can keep some stuff in Queensland and keep some equipment down at my place as well. And The transporter just sort of runs between the two, and there's certain parts of the year where we race in Queensland and certain parts where we race down here, so it, uh, it actually probably is more of a help than a hindrance. And your background, you work at Kemp Engineering in Portland. What's what's been your career outside of racing like? Uh, yeah, I haven't haven't been to work for a while. It's uh, racing sort of turned into the the main priority now and the my main source of income. So it's um yeah, obviously Kemp be a very understanding of that, and um, they they you know help me sort of chase my dreams. So depending on how the season rolls out and what happens in the off-season, we, uh, we'll probably end, end up back there. But uh, for the meantime, my main focus is racing and everyone tries to be be the best and get that number one. And you get to, get to obviously carry that number one, so it's a constant reminder that uh, they, they won it and we hope that that's us. And the Kiwana circuit, you've gone from Adel- Avalon, which in my entire lifespan has never had one more line and normally it's down on the pole. You go to Mount Gambier where you can run anywhere and of course you proved that any line's a winning line there making the pass in the in the final turn yeah obviously Warnable really dished up a great racetrack um for the final on Saturday you know many people have said it's one of the one of the best races they've seen there so it was cool to um to, cool to be well in that last corner pass but uh Perth Motorplex is definitely the same you know it, it provides excellent racing it's probably one of the most consistent and um, raciest racetracks we have here in Australia and there's a lot of lo- good local cars over there that just, just race there and they're really good at that place so it's going to be um, tough for us uh, Eastern Staters to come over there and run with them but uh, hopefully we can um, yeah really really steal it off them Yes indeed, February 8 is the prelude to the championship at Kiwana and then from the 10th through to the 11th it's full on for uh, a big 
big Australian Sprint Car Championship. Brock, it's been a pleasure catching up with you, and uh, we do wish you all the best. Uh, when does the truck leave? Is everything cleaned, ready to go now, or have you still got quite a bit of work to get the car prepped? Uh, yeah, so we, obviously yesterday we had a bit of a lazy day, and you know we had a pretty big night celebrating, so uh, got a little bit done today. Um, we'll finish off later in the week. We, we don't have a lot to do. Uh, truck's basically got everything we need already in it, so uh, I'm going to head off. i got to drive the truck to Perth. I'll head off on probably Saturday and then um, roll in Monday night, Tuesday, something like that. So uh, looking forward to it. Um, really keen to get back over there and um, try and get a number one. And for those, gratuitous plug time now, Brock, for those who do want to get a Brock Hallett hat, hoodie, T-shirt, what's the best way? Yeah, so uh, we have an online store coming soon. That'll be um, on the Brock Hallett Motorsport Facebook page or uh, just uh, message Brock Hallett Direct and uh, I'll try and help you out. Brock, congratulations once again. A, a fantastic effort and a thrilling way to become the 50th Classic Champion. I know you'll be uh, featured in Tony Loxley's book when it comes out in a very short period of time. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Brock Hallett there, and as you heard, two weeks' time, he's fighting it out for the national championship in Western Australia. It was great to catch up with him on Inside Motorsport. If you want to hear a longer version of that interview, a bit more detail, check out Inside Speedway this week, and you will definitely be able to hear a bit more about Brock Hallett and his classic build-up. That's all we have time for this week on the show. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.